Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I'm your host for the next hour. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I'm here to take your questions and also your prayer requests. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. That's the number you can call and be on the air. I'd love to hear from you and talk about the things of the Lord, to pray for you, uh, to point you to God's Word. That's what this uh, program, Calvary Live, is all about. It's to encourage you uh, in the things of the Lord, to pray for you, to point you uh, to God's Word, to give you clarity and understanding. So I'd love to talk with you, those of you who are listening on Grace FM all along the Front Range, from down in Pueblo uh, up into southern Wyoming. Uh, you are listening live today, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. This is really your show, and maybe perhaps your Bible reading has brought up a question, or maybe you'd like to know um, how... Uh, we are to live as Christians. Maybe you got some questions about that, or maybe you just need prayer. We all need prayer, and uh, you want to call in and just receive that prayer, and all of us that are listening today will certainly uh, join in with uh, praying for you and for your prayer needs. And that's what this program's about, to be able to minister to you in that way. And so 303-690-3000, there is a means for you to be able to text in a question and that text line is 720-336-0897. I also want to say that I really like it and love it when you guys from the East Coast call from Truth FM and Hope FM. Uh, the program that you'll be listening to is a week delayed, but you can call at that number at 303-690-3000, and you will get through and put you on the air and uh, we'll talk about the things of the Lord. I want to welcome all the online listeners all throughout the country, and that number works anywhere in the United States. So give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. And so we're looking forward to what he has for us. And so let's go to Victor in Denver. Victor? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Uh, well, not so good. Um calling today because uh, I, I really believe in the power of prayer, uh, and I really think that uh, prayer in numbers has a lot of strength. And um, I was working uh, downtown in a uh, high-rise, um, and I was in the parking garage. Me and my coworker heard a, a very loud thud. Uh, we went out to find out what had happened, and a gentleman had taken his life. Uh, he had jumped wow. off of the roof of the building, and yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I, along with many other people in the world, have have dealt with, uh, you know, um, not not being able to see a light at the end of the tunnel in this life, right. and um, you know, we don't know what what made this gentleman decide to do that, but uh, I just wanted to see if I can get some help in prayer and. Um, 
just absolutely this, what what this person was going through, the people that were affected by it, um, friends and yeah. family, and anyone else that might be struggling with this issue. Absolutely, Victor and Father, we do pray. Uh, we pray for the family of this individual. We, we don't know details, but Lord, you know the details. And there are so many um, that are around us um, that are despaired of life. And, and Lord, your word, um, you said, choose between life and death and, and choose life. And that's what we're to do. But so many people become hopeless. Even as Christians, we become hopeless at times because the enemy comes against us, the world um, overwhelms us. So, Lord, I pray that, first of all, that all of us that are listening would realize that we always have a reason to live, and that is because we have you, Lord, and to choose life always, and to know that there's people out there that care for us and love us. And, Lord, I just pray for the family of this individual, that they're grieving, and I'm sure they're going through tremendous turmoil right now. We pray for your comfort. And Lord, I pray for Victor um, and who was with him that um, heard this. And Lord, as it shakes us to the very core, I pray you bring comfort to Victor. And I pray that you administer to him. And Lord, that uh, we know that life is so precious, um, exceedingly precious. And and Lord, that um, we would never take it for granted. And so, Lord, I pray that you would work for good and powerfully in this situation in every way. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor. Hey, Victor, can I just give you um, a verse? And I think it's a verse not just for you, but for anybody who may be listening, because you kind of said something that uh, perhaps that the Lord has prompted me to bring this verse. You said there's a lot of people, you, you yourself, um, that we can be so discouraged and and uh, at times in our life or seasons in our lives, and I'm sure there may be somebody out there that perhaps feels that way, and and I just want to read from Second Corinthians, chapter one, where Paul writes, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of mercies, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God." And he goes on to say that when we came out of Asia, we were uh, pressed beyond measure. We were despaired even of life. But it is Paul that found the comfort in the Lord. And that's what I pray for you, Victor, that you find that comfort even now. And that as we are comforted, that you're able to comfort others as well uh, that are pressed beyond measure, that, that are despaired even of life, that the Lord is there. That's, I think, I want to say to everyone who's listening, he loves you. He desires to work in your life, to, to bring you out of that, that despair and horrible pit that you find yourself in, and to be comforted, and then for you to be able to comfort others. And that's what I pray that we, the body of Christ, would do consistently and constantly, just being aware of the people around us and, um, and opportunities to do that to others. So, Victor, I'm going to be praying for you. God bless you, and, um, and uh, just praying for this family that has gone through loss. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I, I just want to say, no, no matter how bad it is, just get, give prayer another chance. Um, if anybody yeah. out there is struggling with it, um, it, it can save your life. Don't ever give up on it. 
Uh, yeah, continue to pray every like day, every minute, and, and God will hear you. He will come and He will help. Uh, just yeah. just don't give up on it. And, and thank you Amen. again, sir. You bet, Victor. Thanks for calling. We'll be praying. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. And, you know, just that prayer request and uh, such an important prayer. And and I think that this is a theme that we've been seeing as on Wednesday nights. We're going through the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah, in the second half of the book, is, is, is bringing those words of the Lord, comfort my people. And the Lord desires to bring that comfort. And I pray that all of us that are listening here right now, that you would know that the Lord desires to bring that comfort to you. And the Lord also said that I will not leave you as orphans, Jesus said to his disciples, for I bring you the comforter, the helper, and he's there to help you. And there are others to point you to that comfort as well. So always remember that. Well, let's go to line two to Lydia in Denver. Lydia? Lydia? Lydia had a question about speaking in tongues, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lydia, I don't know if we lost you or you dropped, but if you can call back, I'd love to talk to you about that. And there can be a lot of confusion in the body of Christ concerning the gifts of the Spirit, particularly when it comes to the gift of tongues. So I'd love to talk to you about those things. Hey, we do have open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Pray for you. Uh, answer any questions to the best that I know how and pointing you to the scriptures and giving you clarity and understanding. Um, we have God's word to guide us and direct us and also to um, just encourage us in every way. So uh, give me a call at 303-690-3000. This is, as I said, really, you, the listener, this is your show, and I pray that uh, we can just uh, have those wonderful conversations about the things of the Lord. Let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. And one of the things I wanted to do is encourage you to put those two numbers um, you know, in your contacts, uh, in, in your uh, phone, so you can call at any time. Uh, maybe there's a conversation going on that prompts you to say, hey, I've been wanting to call, or uh, I need to call on this, or I need prayer on that, and then you can pull up those numbers, and, and uh, I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show, but it's nice to have it in your contacts, uh, to call live 303-690-3000, and then also to be able to text in if that is easier for you or more comfortable for you at 720 336 0897. Again, you're listening to, to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs, and um, love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Let's go back to line one to Will in Denver. Will? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you today, Will? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah. What can we do for you? Well, I just got some prayer requests. I was, uh, I was, I was at a, a veterans thing, and... Uh, I met some veterans out there, but one in particular, he had gotten uh, hit by an RPG, I'm not too sure where, rocket-propelled rocker grenade, and uh, not too sure where either, but just prayer for healing for his head, and and and, and uh, I just need prayer, too. Just I spend a lot of time with, with veterans and, and people going through crises, and sometimes it just has a way of taking its toll on me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, first of all, I want to say, Will, to you and to others that you talk to, all who are listening that have served 
in our armed forces. I thank you for your service. I, I really do. Um, I don't just say that as a cliche, but every day I have the opportunity to come here and to experience the benefit and the blessings of uh, those who have served our nation and defended our nations um, and in so many different ways. And I'm very thankful to you. But I also know that it's taken a toll on many men, many women that have come back from overseas or, um, you know, in combat, um, those who have been injured, uh, those who have gone through so much that I can't even imagine. And it's the same with our law enforcement, you know, being a chaplain uh, for the sheriff's sure. office up here in Weld County uh, for 16 years. I've seen that where, um, you know, those kinds of things take a toll on um, our law enforcement, our peace officers. And I just want to say that I pray that the, those who are listening, that, that you would uh, be thankful for our vets and we need to remember them and pray for them and be thankful for our freedoms and also for our peace officers. Um, we are blessed, and they are God's minister for good. So uh, we'll um, love to pray for you and for um, this vet that you talked to. His name is Mike. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Father, I do pray. I pray for Will. I thank you for his call. I thank you that um, he desires to pray for this individual, uh, Mike, who was hit by a RPG and injured, and um, Lord, the, the injury itself, um, and, and then having to deal every day, um, it, it can be very difficult. And I just pray for him that you give him strength. Again, we pray for comfort for him, that uh, he would get the help that um, he needs. And Lord, I pray that we would be a nation that... Uh, that we would prioritize helping those who have served um, in our armed forces, that have uh, served in an honorable way, in a good way. And I pray for Will, that you would just minister to him. And I thank you that he's willing to go and talk to others. And I pray that you would strengthen him. And all those who are out there listening, that are perhaps struggling, um, that have come back from um, serving our nation, that, Lord, that you would provide for them and bless them, that they would understand that there are those, many of us, that so appreciate their service. And um, sometimes they may feel alone, but they would understand that there is help, there are those who care for them, and most of all, that you care for them, and that you promise um, that you would bring the comfort as we come to you and call out to you. And, Lord, that you promise to be with us as we desire they just have that relationship and fellowship with you. So, Lord, bless Will, bless Mike, all those who have served that are listening, perhaps struggling in a similar way. I pray for your hand to be on them and show your strength through them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Will. Thank you for your service. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless you. You too. All right. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Kenneth in Denver. Kenneth? Hello? You're on Cal Hello? You're on, Cal you're on Calvary Live, Kenneth. Oh, okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for taking the call today. God bless you, Matt. You, God bless you. All right. My, my question was about uh, rapture and doctrine surrounding that and scriptural back up for that and uh here's the thing i was raised in the south in the bible belt and uh i've always 
been taught about the rapture and that sort of a thing, although I'm not a Bible scholar and I don't really know what the scriptural support for that is. I know that I've been told that rapture is not a quote-unquote biblical term, but then again I've come in contact with some new things to me, uh, arguments against the rapture and, and that sort of thing, and I don't really know you know, how to sort that out. And um, I wondered what, really the question was this, what is the argument against the rapture, and, and, and why does that make sense to someone? And, and maybe I, I don't really know how to ask it any different. Well, you know, Kenneth, I don't know all the arguments of those who say there is no rapture, uh-huh. but I think one of the main arguments is is that the word rapture isn't in the Bible. We know We know that... I'm just one. I just read what the Bible says. And when Paul was writing to the church at Thessalonica, he's writing about the resurrection, and he says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. So he begins to talk about the resurrection. And if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. And then he goes on and he talks about the resurrection, what will happen there um, to a generation of Christians that are alive. He says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and a dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So what he tells us is that those who have died in Christ, that they're going to, that is, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that the resurrection is not just talking about eternal life, but it's talking about eternal life in a new heavenly body, a celestial body. Um, And so at the time of uh, the resurrection, uh, at the time where the Lord uh, will descend from heaven, with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, trumpet God, the dead in Christ will rise first. Um, those who have gone on before us, just so you're clear, Kenneth, that um, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Paul writes about that, Second Corinthians chapter 5, as he's talking about the resurrection. So the resurrection chapters are 1 Corinthians 15, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he gives us good news to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So when we take our last breath here, that we go to be with the Lord. Now, the time's going to come when the body that we put in the grave or that is cremated is going to be resurrected, and we're going to have new heavenly bodies, that which corruptible to incorruption, mortal to immortality. Paul writes about that, and it will happen in a twinkle of an eye. Now, a twinkle of an eye is at the speed of life. Um, and so um, what will take place is at this time that the resurrection, those who have gone on before, will go first. But then we are going to be caught up. There's going to be a generation of Christians, he says, then we who are alive. He's talking about believers. And remain shall be caught up. It's the Greek word harpazo. And here's the thing. It's the Latin word rapturus where we get our English word rapture. So those who say, well, the word rapture isn't in the Bible, well, not in the Greek Bible, but in the Latin Bible it is. And it just means a sudden taking, a a sudden snatching away. So there's going to be a time when the Lord's going to come and there's going to be a generation of Christians that are going to be alive 
that are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Now, this is different than the second coming of Jesus Christ, because the rapture of the church is when he comes for his church. We're going to meet him in the air. The second coming of Jesus Christ is when he comes with his church. We're going to be coming, as you can read in Revelation chapter 19, uh, that uh, he comes with uh, ten thousands of, uh, or he comes with us riding on white horses. The little epistle of Jude says he comes with ten thousands of his saints. So when it comes to the return of the Lord, I believe the Bible teaches, Kenneth, there's two very distinct events, the rapture of the church and then the second coming of Jesus Christ where he comes back to the earth, touches down on the Mount of Olives, we will come back with him. I also believe one of the other references to the rapture of the church is found in John chapter 14 where Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And in my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have go. I would have told you, and I go prepare a place for you. Then he says this: If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So I believe, and many scholars believe that that's a reference to the rapture, that he will come to receive us to himself, and then we will go to heaven, and we will be in heaven. And I believe that the rapture is going to take place before that seven-year tribulation period. Um, And as we will be tucked away in heaven, uh, I also believe that uh, then the seven-year tribulation, Revelations chapter 6 through 19, is taking place where God is pouring out his wrath on a Christ-rejected world. Does that help? That sorts it out and shows me the scripture references that I've was kind of looking for in short form, so that's that's really good. And and uh, thank you for helping me with that. That's a that's a huge help. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah that's, and that, that's, you, that's good. And here's the other thing, Kenneth, that you know Jesus said that be the wise and faithful servant that's looking for the master's return, right? Because I come in an hour that you do not know. Now, when it comes to the second coming of Jesus Christ, we know that that's going to take place at the end of the tribulation period. But the rapture of the church can happen at any moment. There is no prophecy that needs to happen, you know, to be fulfilled, um, you know, before the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church can happen at any time. And that's why Jesus says, be the wise and faithful servant that is looking for the master's return. I come when you least expect. I come in an hour you do not know, and that's important for us as Christians to realize that. I believe that that the Lord desired that every generation was looking for the rapture of the church, and we see in the early church, you know what's interesting, uh, Kenneth, is 23 of the 27 um, books of the New Testament have a reference to the return of the Lord. And we see that the doctrine of imminent return in, particularly in the New Testament, where you know Paul writes, the Lord's return is at hand. Um, we see that we're told to be watching. Uh, we're told to wait for His Son in heaven. He told the church at Thessalonica, um, and so we're told to be watching at all times because I believe the rapture can take place at any time. We don't know the day or the hour but uh, we are to be watching. And then John says in his epistle, in 1 John chapter 3, that he who has this hope that is seeing the Lord um, when he comes back, 
that purifies himself. And you see, if we're living every day thinking that maybe, perhaps, could it be that the Lord, the one who loves me, the one who died for me, uh, the one who who uh, has called to me to himself to have relationship with the Father, that he could come for me today, and that purifies my heart. I'm not going to be living for the world, the carnality of the world, and pursuing the pleasures of the world. Doesn't that make sense? Absolutely, and it also points towards what I was taught as a little boy, to stay alert and awake and looking for the Lord. And I never really understood that till much later, but that's the scriptural support for it. We don't know the time or the hour. And to be constantly on the watch, that this may be the day that the Lord comes back for me. And that's, yeah, it that's, could... that's huge, huge. Yeah, and it is huge. And the, the other thing, Kenneth, is this, is that, you know, there are those who say, well, you Christians that are looking for the rapture of the church, um, you're just looking to escape. You're just looking to stick your head in the sand. That's not really the heart of Scripture. Now, Jesus did say that pray always that uh, you may be counted worthy to escape these things. And what Jesus is saying is there's a way to escape, and he had just been talking about the Great Tribulation period. There is a way to escape that. I don't want to go through the Great Tribulation. I'm not appointed to wrath, but to salvation, as Paul would say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But we are to occupy till he comes. And that's the thing to remember. It isn't that we believe in the rapture can happen at any time, so we can stick our heads in the sand and do nothing. We are to occupy because the Lord has work for us to do. And I want to serve the Lord every single day faithfully, uh, because the Lord could come back today, tomorrow, I don't know, next week. I don't know when he can come back, but I do know it's the day of grace. I want to be used for this harvest that is being collected even today uh, as we give the gospel. So that's my heart, and I think that's the heart of every Christian that is looking for the rapture of the Church. I think that was very, very well said, and thank you so much for putting clarity on that and, and helping me get those thoughts that have been there for so long. Uh, sorted back out. Now I have some scriptural references to go back to and, and study and lean upon. So that's that's huge. Thank you so much for your time today. You bet, Kenneth. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. God bless you. Have a great day. You do, Kenneth. 303-690-3000. Hey, we, when somebody hangs up, there's an open line. Grab one of those open lines. We're going to continue with Nick from Denver. A lot of calls from Denver. That's great. Nick, you're on Calvary Live. Nick, you still with us? Okay. Nick, I don't know if you are still there. We got dropped. If you can call back. But he had a question about why God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And that's a question that gets asked um, by Christians uh, because as you read the book of Exodus, it says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Here's the thing to remember, that before that happened, and, and even as Moses was going to go to Egypt, uh, that the Lord said, I'll harden Pharaoh's heart. He, he's just telling Moses what eventually he would do. But he, here's the thing. As Moses went to Pharaoh and said, Thus says the Lord, let my people go, it tells us Pharaoh hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. I believe it's some six, seven, eight times. I can't remember the exact number as you go through those chapters. That it says that Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then it says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So God is sovereign. We know that he has his purposes. He has foreknowledge. He, he knew that Pharaoh would harden his heart. But I believe for me 
that um, a good explanation is that God was confirming what Pharaoh had already done. It did not take away any choice that Pharaoh had. He had a choice to obey the voice of the Lord, to submit to the Lord, but he didn't. And he kept hardening his heart, kept hardening his heart, kept hardening his heart, and then the Lord confirmed it as the Lord hardened his heart. And the Lord knew that he would do that. So, um, you know, Pharaoh had that choice, but he refused to turn to the Lord and humble himself before the Lord. So good question. Um, and Nick, if, if you want to call back and discuss that, be happy to do the best that I can. So we're going to go to break here. And on the other side of break, we have open lines. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we do welcome you to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Always a pleasure to be with you and a blessing to be able to host Calvary Live on Tuesdays. And I'm ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. We do have open lines. We've had a great first half of the show. Phones were busy, so I'd love to see you call in. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to call in and ask a question you've been wanting to for a while. It's 303-690-3000. love to hear from you that are listening on Grace FM as you're listening live all along the Front Range. I pray you're having a blessed day. And also I want to welcome all those on the East Coast, uh, Truth FM and, and Hope FM. You know, it's been such a delight to talk to you guys on the East Coast. You guys have blessed me, and uh, it's so uh, wonderful to, that you guys are listening to Calvary Live. Uh, the, it is a week delayed, but uh, I so appreciate it when you guys call or are part of the show. We want to uh, just to encourage you to continue to do that. Uh, we have a link with you guys, our brothers and sisters uh, on the East Coast, and, and you guys are a tremendous blessing. So keep calling in. Love to hear from you. You can call at 303-690-3000. And also all those who are online listeners, uh, we've gotten calls all throughout the country. And uh, we're here to bless you and to encourage you, uh, to help you in any way that we can. I haven't had much chance to just... Uh, uh, say that on Wednesday nights that we here at Calvary Chapel Greeley are going through the book of Isaiah. So if you're in northern Colorado, we'd love to to serve you and meet you um, here, uh, Greeley, and, um, and come out and join us for a Wednesday night service as we're going through Isaiah, a wonderful portion of Scripture. We have a place for all the kids and for youth groups as well. And uh, so I'd love to see you come out. You can look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com. And you can get directions. And also on Sunday morning, we have three Sunday morning services at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we just started a study in First John. First John is a masterpiece. And so come out and join us. We finished the first chapter, and we'll be going into chapter 2 this Sunday. And uh, so we want to just uh, bless you in the Word of God. Uh, that's the way to grow. Uh, that's the way for uh, us to be uh, maturing and uh, increase in faith, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. 
Give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. But let's go to Michael in Brighton. Michael? Yeah, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, Michael. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. um, Yeah, I've got a prayer request. I'm I'm dealing with... uh some personal addictions that have that have ultimately okay. led to my wife. Um, we, we've been married 10 years, and the past few years have been kind of up and down, bumpy. Um, I've, I'm dealing with uh, drinking problems, uh, marijuana, and, um, and pornography, and they just keep resurfacing. It almost seems like every year, like clockwork, but um, she caught me with pornography for the third time, and she told me that this is it final straw she wants a divorce and this is after nine months of just bliss as far as our marriage was concerned we were doing really well up until just this uh last saturday and then um and then today she told me that she's filing for a divorce on friday and i'm i'm just i'm just brokenhearted at the same time you know i mean it's been a rocky relationship and i'm i'm at a hard spot where where i i I don't know. I mean, I, I got a lot of emotions going on right now. I, I don't want a divorce. Yep. I, we have two small children, Absolutely. and I'm right, trying to right. I, I'm trying to be hey, the godly Michael? man that I'm supposed to be. Right, Michael. Let me ask you a couple of things. Are Are you in fellowship anywhere? You know what we we pulled away from church. We were going to church together, and 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 what we did is we kind of isolated ourselves, me and her, together for the past about I'd say maybe five six months. We haven't really yeah. been going to church. We've been We've been smoking and drinking together. Um, okay. I was hiding the pornography from her, of course, and uh, okay. and I pulled okay. I pulled away from my men's groups too. And I, I kind of we just isolated ourselves. Right, and that's one of the tactics of the enemy is to isolate Christians, and he just has opportunity to really get a foothold into Christians' lives when they're isolated. Um, and and I want to encourage you first of all to seek some help. To to go to your wife, I know that she if you know if she's going to listen to say, hey, there is always hope in the Lord. We've pulled away, but there's opportunity for forgiveness. There's opportunity for restoration and for these addictions to be broken, because Jesus gives that message to free us from those things. And but there's things to do to bring that healing and for that trust to come back. And and so. You know, is she willing to go and get help? Is she willing to get counsel? Is she willing for you guys just to start there? Even if it's, you know, I don't know if I want to, but to go and talk to somebody, um, to the church that you're at, and and it takes two people humbling themselves. So that's what I'm going to pray for, and that the Lord will work on your guys' heart because, um, you know, you do have two small kids. and But I just want to give you some hope, Michael, that the Lord can heal and he can break you of those addictions, but you got to go to him and you got to wait on him and you got to look to him. And the Bible talks about renewing your mind, you know, and having, um, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know whether it is that good and perfect will of God, acceptable will of God. And he wants to do that healing work but go to him, and we're going to go to him, and I appreciate you just started by calling and asking for prayer. And I'm going to pray for healing for your marriage and then to humble yourself to your wife. You said you don't want to. Just say, can we give the Lord a real chance? 
and you get rid of that stuff out of your house. Get rid of anything. Jesus says, when you sin, deal with it radically. You know, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. And he's not talking about plucking out your eye, literally. He's talking about deal with things and get those things that bring temptations out of your life. So, Michael, there's always hope in the Lord. And I pray that you guys would take that and to know that he desires to bring healing into your marriage. And he will if you guys just humble yourselves and get back in the fellowship where you're encouraged and blessed by the brethren and get back to your men's study where you can be held accountable and helped and prayed for. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a huge, huge difference. So, Father, I pray for Michael. I thank you for his courage to call and to, to ask for prayer. And, Lord, there's been sin. There's been um, those things that sin destroys is what it does, and it brings bondage. And, Lord, but there's forgiveness. And, Lord, you're the one that can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And I pray that you would do that with Michael and with his wife, that, that they, Lord, you bring them to the point that they would go together and get help. And, Lord, that they would know that you desire to bring healing and restoration and, Lord, forgiveness, and for the trust to be built back up and to have a renewed life, a fresh life in you. So, Lord, I just pray that you do that with Michael, with his wife. Do that work in their marriage. Lord, um, just minister to them in that way. You're the one that works miracles. You're the one that brings life into that which is dead. And I pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Okay, Michael. I'll be praying for you. All right? I appreciate it. Yeah, amen. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you very much. God bless you. Michael, Michael, the Lord loves you guys, and he wants to do that work with you. He wants to do a healing work. All right? That's right. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Uh Bye. Let's go to Rob up here in Eaton. Rob? I'm here. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. This good. Is Pastor Jeff. This is Pastor Jeff on Calvary Live. Okay. Sounds a little different on the radio. Anyway, <laughs> um, the question I, I look got a, is hey, about Rob. the cults. And yeah. How, do yeah. You, how do you say that he's equal with the Father when they bring up the verse that Jesus doesn't know uh, when he's coming back or the timing of the rapture? They'll say, well, well, he doesn't know that. How can he be God? Yeah, well, he, you know, he would say to his disciples that no one knows the, you know, the coming of the Son of Man, not even the angels, not even the Son. I'm sure he knows now. So at that time, for whatever case um, that I don't fully understand, that uh, he says the Son doesn't know. Um, sitting at the right hand of the Father in that exalted place right now, he does know. But I think, Rob, the thing to remember is is that all throughout the Scriptures, we see the divinity and the deity of Jesus Christ uh, equal with the Father um, that is called God. There's no question about it. Second person of the Trinity can't be denied. And I think those are the verses that, as those who are skeptic that Jesus is God, that we can easily point to and say that Jesus is God. Um, Jesus um, in his claims, Jesus accepting worship, which only God is, is um, the Bible says, uh, can be worshipped. Uh, he, he's alone. He's, 
brought forgiveness. He would say to those, your sins are forgiven. And, and you remember that it was the religious leaders that said, who can forgive sin except for God? And they were right. Well, Jesus is God. And so those verses there um, that tell us very clearly that Jesus is God all throughout the New Testament. And, you know, Rob, I was getting ready for the Isaiah study, and in Isaiah's chapters 43 and 44, it tells us that God says, I am God alone. There is no other. There is none created before me or after me. So he's pressing to the children of Israel, the false idols, the foolishness of those idols. They're not God. There's only one God. I am God, and I am Savior. I alone am God and Savior. And so God is called Savior. Well, we have one Savior, that is Jesus Christ. So you can make the cross-references even there in the Old Testament. And um, so the the deity, the divinity of Jesus, um, you know, he is called God. Um, he said, the Father and I are one, and the religious leaders got upset. And Jesus said, for what works do you stone me, as they picked up rocks? And, and you know, the religious leaders said, not because of any works, but because you being a man make yourself out to be God. So those are the things that I like to explain to the skeptics, um, you know, concerning Jesus, um, his deity all over. And even as we, you know, study First John, that he's called the eternal one. Um, the eternal one in the beginning with the Father, going back to eternity past. Even John right away begins to refute the Gnostics, uh, saying, you know, denying the deity of Jesus, uh, denying he's eternal, denying that he came in a human flesh, uh, came as a man. So hopefully that helps, Rob. Yeah, it does. It's, you can't build a theology around just one verse. you got to take the entire scripture, and I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you're you exactly. very much. Yeah, thanks for calling. Hey, Rob, you're exactly right. Because sometimes people will take a verse and they'll build a theology around it rather than taking the whole of Scripture, what it has to say, and it's very consistent about Jesus. So you make a very good point there. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, thanks for answering my questions. You bet, Rob. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. God All right. Say, say hi to those three great boys of yours. 303-690-3000, the number to call. We got open lines now, so we do have some time in the show for you to be able to call and uh, to ask some questions. So very good questions and um, very challenging questions at times, uh, you know, and I love to be able to search the Scriptures together to see if these things be so. So uh, I'd love to talk to you more about uh, what... The Word of God has to say. Uh, let's go to uh, the text messages as we're waiting for calls to come in. And um, there is one that um, that came in, uh, um, and that is um, there is one uh, that came in, and I believe it is uh, Michael. If you're still listening in Brighton, a uh, text message came in that there is a most excellent way group at Calvary uh, Brighton. Uh, Fridays at 7 to 8.30, and uh, we're familiar with that uh, ministry because we have Most Excellent Way here. It's a ministry for those um, going through addiction, and uh, we've had it going here. Dan and Linda Jancic has overseen that ministry here at Calvary Chapel, and uh, Greeley, 
And um, so they just uh, are so wonderful to those who come in who struggle with that. And to show them the most excellent way that is Jesus uh, to free us from our addiction. So Brighton apparently has one. So give them a call, Calvary Chapel Brighton. And then, um, and then I know Aurora has one as well. So there are those groups that are out there that support you and uh, to encourage you in that way. Also, there is uh, a text question uh, that caught my attention um, that um, that somebody had texted in because we had been talking about uh, veterans and their struggles in law enforcement, and they asked prayer for their husband Mark. He's a vet. He's a prior law enforcement, now a private contractor, deployed in Baghdad. It's a huge sacrifice, and I agree. And please keep our contractors and their families in your prayers. Um, and all the coworkers that he has are prior military or law enforcement. It's a hard life. So, you know, uh, thanks for texting that in. And let's just take a little bit of time to pray for those who are overseas, the private contractors deployed uh, overseas, Baghdad and other places. Father, we do lift them up. Uh, Those who are um, uh, ex-former, that is, uh, military uh, law enforcement, we pray that you would uh, bless them um, and that you would strengthen them, be with their families back home and uh, just keep them safe. So, Lord, we pray for your encouragement. We pray for your strength to them. It is a hard life, and uh, that you would work in every way. So uh, we just want to lift them up today as well. Well, let's go to Ray in Denver. Ray on line one. Yes, how are you? I'm all right, Ray. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um. Like a previous caller, um, there's just nothing's good going on in my marriage right now where I've been a very poor partner and repeating just behaviors and doing things um, anyway that, that have hurt my wife deeply. And I just need prayer for her peace. And I apologize, I'm driving if you hear the noise, uh, but yeah. I pray for her peace and that, I don't know, that God just sheds his light on her so that uh, at some point she'll open up a little bit um, so I can be trusted and, and, and believed him again a little. And that the Lord blesses me with his guidance and his strength to, to endure um, what's going on right now. Okay. Let's pray, Ray. Father, I thank you for Ray calling. And he's going through difficulties in his marriage and his wife. Lord, I pray that you would be with um, with him, with Ray, that you would just touch his heart and that you would help him to be that husband that you want him to be. And Lord, I don't know the extent of the hurt um, that has happened, but you do. So I pray that you would begin to do work in their marriage, that bring in healing, restoration, Lord, that you would help Ray be the man of God that you called him to be, the husband that you want him to be, a man that loves his wife as Christ loves the church, a man that lives with his wife in an understanding way, that he would serve her if he has opportunity, cherish her, that he would love her unconditionally, that you would help him be a man that that leads, as you called us to. It's an awesome responsibility that you've given to us 
And Lord, I pray you be with Ray. Just touch Amen. his heart, grow Thank him. And Lord, I pray for his wife, that you would, Lord, help her during this time as well. That, Lord, that um, she would forgive, that you would help her in whatever it is that she's going through. And Lord, I pray for this marriage, that you would save this marriage, that you would bring healing and restoration. And Lord, that you would work, that they would get help, the help they need from other Christians, from Christian counseling, from submitting to you, most of all. And even as the Lord said, come to me in quietness, and it will be your strength. And to go and ask, Lord, as they humble themselves for you to do that work, because you want to do that work. So work in their marriage. Show yourself strong on their behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I thank you. And one of the difficulties it's always been is um, we're unequally yoked, and uh, there's a lot of things that have gone on. That, that unfortunately that and the enemy emphasizes that and uh, so and I've also not been a very good how do I say this um, representative of, of God's love and she mocks that so I appreciate the prayer and it keeps mocks you bet. thank you very much you bet. you bet Ray and we'll continue to pray okay <laughs> thank you so very much you bet Ray <laughs> let's go to Deanna in Evans on line 2 Deanna? Hi. Yep, I'm here. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Do you got a question for me? Yeah, so I have a a question, and it's really, well, it's a question plus just something that I struggle with, um, why there are not more women, you know, um, ministers, um, leaders of congregations. Um, I... One day just started, I mean, I, I've been in church my whole life and just realized one day, oh my goodness, I've, there's never been a woman um, minister. There's always been a man. And even listening to the radio, you know, um, I listen to 89.7 all day, every day, and it, it's nothing it's but men, man. ministers. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, I'm wondering why that is well i think that yeah and and i want to encourage you in it because um you know as far as you know with calvary chapel greeley and the calvary chapels um you know i look at what scripture says about the qualifications of an overseer uh, first Mm -hmm. timothy chapter three and and so it says this is the faithful saying if a man desires the position of a bishop or overseer elder, you know, um, he desires a good work. And a bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife. So what we see in the qualifications as we follow that is in First Timothy 3, and you can also go to Titus, the other pastoral epistle, that the, the elder, the position of a pastor, has been reserved for a man to be the leaders. Now, with that said, Deanna, I don't want to discourage you. Because I'm going to say this, because I was just talking to um, somebody on staff, one of the ladies on staff, um, mm-hmm. and just talking to her how, mu- how much I appreciate her ministry. It does not mean that women do not have ministry um, in the church. There are so many women that minister here at Calvary Chapel that I appreciate their ministry. I respect their ministry. It is such a tremendous blessing. 
we have women on staff. They're not in a pastoral position, but we have somebody, a woman who's overseeing the children's ministry. We have a woman that's overseeing the nursery and toddlers. They have an incredible ministry. We have um, Sandy that teaches the lady studies. Um, we have women that are ministering very effectively in such wonderful ways. So I think it's when it comes to the position uh, of an elder that God in his word, what we are looking at is God reserved that for a man to be the leader. And so it doesn't mean that we're better. It doesn't mean that women don't have an important position in the church. They have an extremely important position. It doesn't mean that because God has called the men to lead that he loves the men over the women. It doesn't mean that at all. He's called us as husbands to lead our wives, to be the leaders of the home. And and what God has done is I give an order. I have, you know, ordained this, um, that men lead in the home and men lead in the church as a pastor. Now, that doesn't mean that we get to be all dictatorial and walk around like King Tut, you know, and all prideful and all of that. Deanna, what it means is me being the senior pastor here at Calvary Chapel means I'm the servant of all. That that I am to humble myself and to serve the people. And I so appreciate everyone who ministers. You know, one of the ladies overseeing the coffee shop ministry. And I could not do what God has called me to do without the support and without the prayers and without the help of those who have come along and co-labor with me, which many of them are women. So I don't want you to think that just because men are called to be pastors, that women, it devalues their importance in ministry in the body of Christ, because it is so important. But that's why that you see just answering your question is because of the qualifications of an overseer. So then how would you, what about the women that are ministers, Um, you know, women on television who oversee uh, congregations? um, How how, how do you feel about that? How would God, how does God feel about Uh, that? Well, here's the thing. Because I get the... You know the, right. the ministering, you know, and then having your separate ministry. I just, um, you know, especially right. today, and I feel conflicted mm-hmm. about that because I absolutely believe that my husband is, you know, the head of my family, and you know, right. um, whatever decision you know we make, we're, we're obviously going to do, you know, talk collectively together. But eventually, you know, I'm going to do what my husband wants me to do, um, and. Sure. But when it comes to, you know, um, because there are well, women that are ministers, how right. do you feel and, about that? And when you started your call, you kind of said that, you know, you don't see women in the ministry as much. There's more women that are leading congregations than ever before. And and I can't answer for other congregations. Okay. Um, I know that there are women that are pastors. Mm-hmm. I know that some of them are good teachers, you know, are wonderful teachers, but I know for me that the position that God has put me in to, to oversee the church here and how we're set up, that the men are going to be the pastors, the elders here, and and that's all I can do is answer for, for what I do, and um, 
you know, what, what other congregations. Here's the thing. I, I don't believe it, that we need to conform to culture, what culture is saying. Um, I, th- I think we need to be careful in that. But there are those who, who will say, well, you know, the body of Christ is neither male or female, you know, um, you know, circumcised, uncircumcised. They'll use that to, to, you know, say that women can be senior pastors or in that position of being a pastor. Um, and, you know, what my conviction is is what the New Testament says and what Paul writes about the roles of men and women in the church. So I got to leave it at that. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. I, I wanted to know, um, you know, what you thought. And, and I, I do hear where you're coming from, you know, about culture. I just, you yeah. know, know that as, as a woman, um, you know, sometimes you want um, a woman's perspective, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but you I, know, I appreciate um, you answering my question. And really Deanna, the, the other, just to follow up real quick, because uh, we're about ready in, it doesn't mean that women can't teach in the church. Sure, sure. No, we, I, we I got, totally understand. Yeah. My mom is, is um, you know, she's going to graduate this year from Bible college, and she's an oh. amazing speaker. And, um, yeah. you know, so, um, she so has yeah, ministry. that's really where it okay. all comes from. Hey, Deanna, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. it. Appreciate uh-huh. everybody that called. Sorry. We couldn't get to everybody, but hopefully call back tomorrow. Call back another time. We'd love to talk to you uh, about the things of the Lord. God bless you. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.